Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Live from Sherwood Forest, hour two. Some people say the best hour every week. I may agree. I don't know. Hour two of the Von Hessler Doctrine begins now. I am the aforementioned Eric Von Hessler. You're welcome. But I'm not alone. J. Patrick Best, he's the publisher of something called Poets, Artists, and Mad Men. Uh, English Nick, you can hear him on The River, a sister station. Uh, Autumn Fisher, she lives in some place called Laurel, Maryland. And the most handsome producer in producery, Jared Yamamoto. It's a full house. And on this planet, one thing we know every week, plenty of people are outraged. That's why it's time for... Outrage Corner. That's outrageous. With English Nick. All right, Mr. Nick Parsons. Many people don't ever hear the last name. No. It is... Nicholas Parsons. Can I just say one thing? I love the fact that the word producery has lived on since the live lounge. Because you yes. used it there for the first time, I think. And I think that I made it up, right? It's yeah. not really a word, I is love it? it. It's, I think of it as a land, like an island called producery <laughs> that has all radio producers <laughs> living on it. And if you put all radio producers on an island, chances are Jared is the best looking out of them. I love that. Well, thank you. The be- well, you're welcome. You want to go for tea afterward? We'll <laughs> yeah. talk about it. We'll talk, me and you. We'll talk. What's outraging people All this right. Week? This, Islam, this Islam quiz has parents outraged in Walton County, Georgia. Where's so much- Walton County? Where's anybody? Where's Walton County? South Georgia, uh, right? South. Uh, Jay Patrick, you've lived I- I here for- I thought it was actually out east. Yeah, well, who knows? Anyway, Walton County, I guess it's uh, out there in the rural areas, yeah, I'm they're, guessing. Yeah, they're so outraged, they're going to a board meeting on October 10th this week, and uh, the outrage outrage over a quiz that had students asking questions, answering questions related to the five pillars of Islam. Yeah, so I don't know. On one hand, you want to think, you know, uh, okay, maybe they, in, maybe they teach a little bit of all religions. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I got a feeling that something different is going on here. I don't know. I don't know why schools even have to bother with this. To be honest with you, what is the grade level here? Do you know it's a it's middle school? Middle school. Why do I? I didn't. When I was in middle school, I, I didn't even get really the hard tenets of Christianity, let alone yeah. Islam. Reading, writing, arithmetic, we're not doing such a great job on those three. <laughs> Can we maybe just reading, writing, arithmetic, and leave everything else to the parent? I would guess that these parents probably have a point because... This I don't, They're not going to say this, but I think the educators in that school want to enlighten the kids to something that they think they might not get at home. And guess what? Yeah. That's not what public education is for. for. Reading, writing, arithmetic, and you know maybe some football. You know that's what school should be. Damn right. That's what it's all. You got to have some football. You got to have some football. I'm not for uh, overt. You know. You know Christian things at events it doesn't bother me but uh look most people in walton county georgia most people in america are christians can't we just leave religion 
in the home and just keep it out of the schools. Yeah. I mean, if, the, if these people are going to fight, let's put it this way. If the teachers and, and, and the progressives are going to fight to say that you can't say a prayer publicly before the football game, the other side of that ought to be, don't shove the five tenets of Islam down my kid's throat right, while right. you're in the... I mean, let's, let's all agree to just everybody just back off and leave religion for the home, leave religion for the church, synagogue, whatever you go to. It's kind of like in the adult world, when you go to work, you don't worship uh, yeah. before you start a conference meeting or something. Right, right. Like It's all in your own time. And I understand that this isn't worship, right? This is, right. But I just get a sense... That there's an elitism going on here mm-hmm. where we've got to make you a little smarter about this than your Walton County parents are. Well rounded. Yes, well rounded yeah. and more enlightened than your parents. And so the parents have, I think, a right to push back here. Patrick. I was going to say, just so we don't offend folks, I was right. Yeah, Walton County is out east. It's uh, Social Circle. <laughs> okay. It's uh, Monroe and right. Walnut Grove, that area out there. So. Look, can you agree with me? Like, I'm not saying whether there should be a prayer before the football game, but if you're going to insist that there can't be a prayer, then you shouldn't be teaching the tenets of Islam at the same school. Right. right? I mean, you know, it's absolutely... When I was a kid, I don't know if, if you dealt with this, but there was some prayer in our school. We would, like, uh, bow our heads every, every every once in a while for, you know, if something I don't happened. Remember, I don't remember uh, actual prayers before, like the pledge or something, like the, like the way the Pledge of Allegiance was. Um, but I didn't... I went to school down south, and then I dropped out by the time right. I was 16. Well, I mean, so. I mean, I'm talking, like, elementary school south, you know, southwest Georgia, sure, where right. everyone was the same religion, essentially. We were, you know, yeah. there was bad and then there was Methodist. Yeah, <laughs> I feel I feel like religion is better protected when it's when it's kept in the home and when it's kept in the churches and totally synagogues mm-hmm. and mosque, whatever you're going to. I really feel like once you start putting it into the in, in any way that you put it into the educational realm, then you open it up and then you have to teach about everything, including non-believers, including maybe the occult. I mean, at what point do you say no? Once you open it up, best left. For home and clergy, Jared. But I, I think just to take another angle on this, I believe it was an elective class too, like an elective religious studies class. So to not why teach, is there religious studies I, I, in I, middle I, school? I, why is I, I that necessary? Are these kids rocket scientists? Right. Everything else has been learned. <laughs> I mean, your whole life. I got you know what happens for people who are curious is they go on their own journey in life, and that usually kind of starts in the middle teens, late teens, early twenties, and there's plenty of information for everybody who wants to go on their own journey of spirituality. Sure. You don't need to be taught religious studies when you're in middle school. That is a college-level course, There's some, religious uh, studies. There's some teenage girls in England who've gone on that journey recently. Exactly, yeah. and they end up over there married to those idiots yes. in, uh, in Syria. I've so. seen a lot of these kids uh, you know, from that age group posting on Facebook. They need to be diagramming sentences. Yes! <laughs> yes! <laughs> we have no grammar. It's I mean, horrible. It's, exactly. Bruh. Exactly. Let's, let's get rid of the whole idea of religion and whether it should be there. <laughs> we just don't have room. We have not done the job with reading, writing, and arithmetic. Once you get that down and you get a winning schedule with your football team, come back and ask me about the electives and what we'll add. So what is the ideal Eric Von Hessler elective that a middle schooler needs then? Uh, would be probably having something to do... You know, I'll tell you what elective... A middle schooler should yeah. have it's never done how about how to balance a checkbook 
Boom. How about, like how about things that you will actually use? Uh, guess what? If you're gay, transgendered, Christian, Muslim, anything, doesn't matter. You're going to have to balance a checkbook yep. in your life unless you're homeless, which could be another elective. So hit me with another outrage. If All you right. Say. Well, there's a new app coming out called People where you can rate those that you know and work with and people are outraged by this thing they think it's a bad idea but they're still going to launch it they hold say. on a second i'm outraged by the fact that i did not ask autumn to weigh in on the last thing oh. I'm feeling it that autumn feels that we are you know she's not here she we can't really see her she's got a kid she needs to be on this yeah she's yeah. she's she's hooked up on this so autumn do you feel left out is there anything you have to say before we get on to the app thing uh, no, I do have things to say about the app, though. Okay, well, I'm going to go to you first. So the idea is, this is called People, yep. and you actually rate other people that you've dealt with in social circles or in, in, in life the way that Yelp rates a business. Yep. And people are outraged because they think the commentary will turn very negative. Autumn? Um, of course the commentary will turn very negative, but I think it would be really fun. Yep. Uh, well, yeah, I, I, I want to see what people rate me you know and i guess it would be is it anonymous because it's not anonymous you have to sign in through your facebook uh profile uh, so i don't know if it's anonymous like if you say something bad about me i don't know if i know that it's you but you have you can't just um hmm. you can't just troll like so face, yeah. you're going to be held accountable by your profile on facebook which makes me think that I would know it was you. Well, doesn't this kind of thing already happen on Facebook anyway? People well, yes. criticize each other all the time. I know, but I love these people. Uh, the way that they... The, I, I don't... Look, you can't stop something like this. No. I think it's true it will become more negative than positive. But the way these people are talking about themselves in the stories, innovators are often put down because people are scared and they don't understand. <laughs> Read a message from Chief Executive Cordray <laughs> at the People Wed... We are, uh, we are bold innovators and in sending big waves into motion and we will not apologize for that. Meanwhile, they are taking some criticism because they have been turning off some of the negative comments on their <laughs> website about their app, which they will not do for you or me. I don't know. I think it'll end up kind of. Uh, I don't. It'll, it'll end up ugly. But like Nick says, it's, there's a lot of ugly on the internet yeah. anyway. I, mean, I, I don't. You know, I would never look. I don't want to know what people are saying about me. I, I try I so think, hard. I, I hate the the review sites myself because yeah. I, I, you know, it's like you know being in the newspaper business for many many years. You know, when you would when you would have a uh, a letter to the editor, nine times out of ten, those were negative letters. Of course, <laughs> yeah. because you don't you, you know when you feel you know you know passionate about something. Generally, you know, you read something, you like it, you go, that was really nice. Yeah. I don't want to write a letter about yeah, it. Nobody, nobody calls <laughs> sure. up and registers to say I that really made my day. <laughs> no, they do. If not. It, it's, if it no. Your day, you know, it's like a show that you like. How often do you pick up the phone and let somebody who's in charge know that you like that show? But if you don't like the show, we should do that more often. That's the call to action. Yeah, we is should, but kind, we won't. Is it, kind, is it a kind of thing where, for instance, if there was someone at you know, um, uh, uh, in a customer service type of situation where their app would, uh, I'm sorry, the people app would maybe notify me that someone else is using that app and I could rate them even though I don't know them? Uh, I'm not understanding your question. I, I, I'm not understanding what you're saying. Say it again. Like if I got if I got close, or even not even in a customer service thing, but if I were just on my people app and I got near someone else that also had the people uh, app, and then could we rate each other without knowing each other? Uh, I don't. Th I don't. I don't know enough. I think that because you're you're bound to your Facebook profile, I think that you're going to be known. Uh, and I think you can only rate people that somehow you actually know. I don't think you're allowed to rate strangers. I, okay, I think. I bet it's one. 
I bet it's one of those things where you want to rate somebody, but they have to allow you to rate them first. You know ah. what I'm saying? So there's the, yeah. the, the uh, permission thing. Oh, so I'm going to give you permission to call me a moron? Absolutely. Gosh, that's really harsh. If you think about it, like, what if, we, what if Nick, you had rated Eric that day that you guys got in that fight? Yeah, but I would never do that in a public place. I right. would never do that. Right. right. I we, mean, we went out. It's like when me and Clark Howard had that fist fight in the garage. Right. Yeah. You know, we, we handled it like men. But if you're behind your keyboard, though, all bets are off, though, you know? Mm, because that's, it's, it's, that's the difference in the communication right or there. Or you're more likely on your phone sure, or whatever. But I'm just, right, either yeah. way, though, you're not facing the person face to face. But that's already. On the, that's already on the internet everywhere. That's why mm-hmm. I, I never I never scroll down to comments on anything. I don't care. Do you ever look? For, I never, if I'm reading a story, there's like 54 comments. I never look at one of them. Right. Because like Jay Patrick said, you're more likely to, to it's a call to action when you have a negative feeling towards something. If you're satisfied, you just keep moving on. All right. Speaking of satisfied, wasn't that a satisfying segment? Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? We got a little bit more when we return. Predicting a high around 68. What does that translate to on the Mellish meter, you're wondering? It ain't good, but I'm here to tell you the truth. A four on the Mellish meter. Hey, you know what? You got to stick it out. You got to rough it out. There's a way. Bacon apple pie. You can make a four on the Mellish meter work for you (laughs) if you just try. This weather report brought to you by Shoemate Air Conditioning and Heating. Uh, English Nick, hit me with another outrage, if you will. All right. Well, Pink Floyd's David Gilmore says the criminalization of protests must be four. He's outraged about it. Okay. Now, here's the thing. I read this story. And when I saw this top, it's okay. David Gilmore. Gilmore, his son got arrested during a protest. 2010, yeah. And I think he spent some time in jail. 16 months. 16 month sentence. He served four months of that. That's right. So when I see the headline, David Gilmore from Pink Floyd says criminalization of protests must be fought, I'm thinking, I don't know. He seems like a sensible guy. Maybe he's right. Then I read a little further <laughs> down and I see exactly what his son did. Which yes. I look, so in 2010, Charlie Gilmore, his son, Chuck to his friends, I believe, was seen. So I'm, 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 I've got an open mind here. Maybe he shouldn't have served four months. What did Charlie Gilmore do? Well, he was seen swinging on a Union Jack hanging from the, the cenotaph. cenotaph in London. Also, oh, that's not so bad. That's kind of protest. Also, jumped on the bonnet of a car carrying royal protection officers, escorting the Prince of Wales and the Duchess of Cornwall, hold on, Uh-oh. who were in another car. He was also accused of kicking a shop window in and setting fire to some newspaper near the Supreme Court. So, uh, David Gilmore, I love your music, but uh, I'm not really going with this. I don't think your son... Four months for knocking in a shop window and setting stuff on fire. I'm not buying David Gilmore's thing. If you're gonna play Pink Floyd, why play this? Boy, you, you know Jared. Money. You know Jared is a radio guy. Wow. Playing the sound. This, this is the go-to. What do you mean you're not the one playing the sound? No, Mark is playing the sound. Okay, I'm blaming you. All right, so um, I, you just... told him to play these sounds. I did because you're a radio guy and uh, you only think of money with Pink Floyd because that's the only Pink Floyd song you ever hear on AM radio, and usually it's right before the boring financial segment. Right. That's you. <laughs> so, yes. as a radio AM guy, he only knows money. Hey, listen, I am proud of WSB. You know, we have done uh, we've done a lot of things for being AM talk. Like I didn't say you were boring. I was saying that before a financial report on WSB, you'll usually hear money. 
tell me now that West Moss doesn't use it because I love I love West Moss. He doesn't use it. I don't it, want people yeah. to think that I'm going after him. I'm just saying. No, we're doing something different on this show. That's mm-hmm. right. That's right. So when you bring up Pink Floyd, I'd rather hear anything from the album Animals, which is awesome, and that's why he's made so much good stuff this David Gilmore. They're not mm-hmm. going to give him a pass, but he's kind of full. But he has an album coming out. He's got a song. It's number one, his new album. Yeah, really? Yeah. In England. In, in England, England yeah. not here. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. I'm going to give him a little bit of a pass. But uh, for the most part, I think your son Charlie kind of deserved it. If you're going to set fire, jump on the bonnet. The hood. Say, I was just going to say for hood. everybody, it's the yeah. hood. Yeah. The hood of the car. Pay a fine, of Eric. Royal Pay security. This is, uh, you, put, you, know, you put people in danger that way. So David Gilmore, shut up and just keep on playing that guitar because I love listening to guitar. But just shut up. Shut up along the way. Just play the guitar. All right. When we return, it is time. Look, there's not a whole lot we can do. We can push it off. We can push it off. But the time has come, whether we like it or not. My misanthrope friend, Greg Russ from Studio B1. When we return. But he's got the Von Hessler Doctrine. Eric Von Hessler on WSB. Welcome back. I am the aforementioned Eric Von Hessler. J. Patrick Best is here. English Nick is here. Jared Yamamoto is here. Autumn Fisher is here. If it's Sunday, it's time to pick up your Sunday AJC. This week in Sunday Atlanta Journal-Constitution, you'll find an investigation into a top state official paid by your tax dollars who spends a lot of time earning money on the side. The AJC digs deeper into his questionable behavior and shows you that his expert opinions are for sale. That doesn't sound so good. If it's Sunday, it's time to pick up your Sunday AJC. And if it's Sunday at this time, we cannot ignore it any longer. It is time for my misanthrope friend. He's a misanthrope. He has a dark heart. And he needs a good psychiatrist. It's Greg Russ with stories from Studio B1. All right, Gregory. I think if there's one thing we have done for the city of Atlanta with this weekly segment is made people... Go to dictionary.com to see what in the hell misanthrope means. And what they've found is a picture of Greg Russ. How are you this week, Greg? Have you posted that on there? I on, have, on, the, on the Urban Dictionary? You just post yeah, my photo? If I could, I would. Maybe I can, and I don't know it. So perhaps we will. I think you should be the person, the man who left Atlanta to live in New York City so he could sh- sit in his Studio B1 and ignore millions of people who live around him. That's a misanthrope. That's you. Give us. You're some allowed. S- yeah, but you're allowed to be a misanthrope here in Atlanta. Everyone's hi, sweetie. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hon. Wow. <laughs> He's offended by friendliness. This is what I'm talking about. <laughs> Give us some stories from Studio B1, if you will. Ah, uh, well, this is this is shocking. Quite frankly, uh, you're familiar with the TV show The Simpsons. I right? have heard of it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, it's been on since 1989. What and, is that? Uh, is that 27 years? I'm yeah, not sure. Yeah, the, the 27th season and uh, Smithers, you know Smithers, right? Uh, Burns' assistant. Yes, you mean, he, you mean the gay one, the gay guy who's the assistant to uh, Mr. Burns? Yeah, everyone knows he's gay. Over the years, it's been implied that he's gay. The rest of Springfield knows that he's gay, but Mr. Burns doesn't know that he's gay. But this season, that changes. He's coming out. Smithers is finally coming out as gay. Now, see, this is what I'm going to say about this. I think that this could be. The beginning of the end of The Simpsons. Not because the of the... You don't think it's been happening? Well, it, it's, I haven't watched it in a while. My 17-year-old tells me it has not been very good for quite some time. I myself have not watched it for a couple of years, so I can't say that. But then this has nothing to do with the gay issue. It right. just seems... I have a theory that uh, TV shows start going downhill when they reduce the tensions. 
So I was watching a commercial for The Big Bang Theory, which mm-hmm. I've never watched that show. But I, I watched the commercial, and the first week is the people that you, they're getting married. Yeah. You know, it's like you're reducing tensions. Like for years, the audience is like, they should get married. And then once you decide to make them married, and then the next week, it's, uh, Oh, they're breaking up, the other couple that's together. And once you start doing these things, it indicates to me that you've actually run out of storylines. Right. And you just start doing what people tell you they want done. And basically, it's usually a signal that you've only got one or two years left. In the Big Bang Theory case, I think they also moved the day. Always a big one. We're at the beginning of the end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So with The Simpsons, people have been saying that it's not been good for a long time. Do you guys watch it, Patrick? It's, you been, watch it's it? been a while. I love the show, but it's been a while since yeah. I've actually watched See, it. See, English Nick. Uh, Always work on Sunday nights. Never watched it. Well, there's a thing never. called DVRs. Never, I've never it's, it's, watched, it's, it's, I've watched maybe a handful of episodes. So you've never been into no. uh, Jared Yamamoto. I grew up as a fan, but not anymore. So you're not lost. Greg, have you, are you a fan of The Simpsons? Do you watch it now? I have not watched in uh, 10 See? years. So now they have to put a storyline out there that maybe makes you want to watch that because it's so such a big event. Um, and Autumn is also with us. <laughs> we, 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 should, we should probably ask her if she still watches The Simpsons. And that's what I'm going to do right now. Autumn, do you still watch The Simpsons? Nope. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> I'm glad we have everyone on the record now. So that's my, I have that theory about, like like in any kind of sitcom, there'll be two people who, boy, I wish they'd get together. And then in like season eight, it happened with Friends, didn't like, uh, people started getting together as couples that were rooting for. Chandler and Monica? Yes, and it reminds mm-hmm. me of, a, it's kind of a sports thing. Uh, when Marv Levy was the coach of the Buffalo Bills, there was a period where they were saying, put the backup corner back in. This is Jim Kelly, he's terrible. Put the backup corner back in. And he said something. He said, uh, and once you start uh, gr- doing the things that the people in the stands want you to do, it won't be long before you're up there sitting next to them. Oh, well. And I feel like this is the same wow. thing with sitcoms. Once you start doing exactly what the audience wants, you reduce the tension. The Von Hessler Doctrine says when you break the tension, you only have one to se- two seasons left. So well, yeah, a- there, there are two things that kill shows. What you're talking about when there's tension between people and they finally get together. And uh, when someone has a kid, that usually ends up killing the show. Just like real life, kids kill your life. Yeah, all right, now you're trying to you're trying to get on Autumn's nerves. <laughs> no, I disagree. That's true. You know what? No, you know what? You know what? Really, really, you, you know the the end is near. Uh, I'm talking about the Cosby Show now, in particular. Before we knew what Bill Cosby was, back in the Bill Cosby, he's a wonderful kind of guy day. But uh, they have it's when shows are on so long that the children yes. grow up. And then they figure out a way to get another little kid in there. Like somehow they figure out a way to get another five-year-old, another toddler or something in there because the one who was the five-year-old when the show started is now 13 and going through that awkward stage. Right. So that's another indicator. Uh, Autumn, you have, I, I, hold on. We have to get Autumn in here because she's feeling as if she hasn't been used very well this week. And I have to agree. We haven't used her that much. She's a wonderful, adorable person. And we basically ignored her. So Autumn, what do you have to say? Well, it's, you know, it's um, you know, it's just like that. I wasn't paying attention. Yeah, anymore. that's great. Oh, thank you, Autumn. <laughs> 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 we got to use her more often well, because she drifts if, if she's if she's not intimately involved in the conversation. So that's what I say. I think it's kind of sadly signaling the beginning of the end of The Simpsons. You don't think it's signaling? Uh, here's here's a line from the article. Smithers coming out is in line with changes in recent years in U.S. television and movie industries, which, is re- which have reflected more tolerance in society towards gays, lesbians, and transgender people. Is that what we go to The Simpsons for? Uh, is that what we go to The Simpsons for to give us politically correct stuff? I don't, you know. It's not no, but- a new frontier. Ellen did it uh, when she had that show a million years ago. In the 90s, which might as well have been, you know, 20 years ago now. But, you know, the... the uh- <laughs> 
I mean, Smithers has been has been gay for years. We've all known, and we've stayed yeah. with a show where the characters like Bart's been in the fourth grade for twenty five years. That's right. That's I right. Mean, come on, it doesn't make any sense. In reality, the Simpsons should be able to go through dips and then come back, much like Saturday Night Live, because you should just be able to get a new stock of writers in there that will do the job. But I guess they've gone through a couple of groups that just haven't gotten the job done. I I've, I was talking to my son about this the other day. He said, "Yeah, they just just should end it because they've done all the storylines." I don't see why. You have the same palette. You have the same template. If you get a bunch of really good writers who are 25, 26 years old, uh, they ought to be able to write funny things for these people. They, they can't write the characters without becoming caricatures. Right, because now they have so much legacy. So it's right. time to end it. It's just time to end Definitely. it. Another story from Studio B1, please. Uh, well, Justin Bieber. I love him. His music <laughs> really inspires my life. How could you not? <laughs> it's a soundtrack to my existence. I know. I know it is. <laughs> baby, baby, baby. That's the soundtrack to your Ooh. life. Yeah, you load that up onto the iPhone or, or any device. It doesn't have to be an iPhone. I don't mean to give a plug there. Yeah. And uh, you walk the streets and you listen to the Bieber music and it fits. It fits the happenings around you. And it's a soundtrack to my life. Yeah, it's like you're like Travolta walking down the street in the opening scene of Saturday Night Fever. It just works. Yes. You yes, are song, the music. That, yeah, to that song of Bieber's that I love. And you become a babe magnet, and probably not just a babe magnet. I think everybody loves Greg in New York when he's walking around blasting <laughs> his Bieber tunes. Well, he's uh, he's smoking weed and drinking Hennessy on stage now. Right out of the bottle with the Hennessy, too. Uh, what this, this is one of those things. Uh, was, he, was this in... This was in New Zealand or something, and there's a camera phone yeah. thing of it or something like that? Yeah, he was in New Zealand on Thursday, and this an audience member recorded footage of him smoking the weed and chugging from a bottle of Hennessy while on stage. And That's everybody, cool, right? That's cool. That, I mean, that is edgy. That, that guy is really on top of his game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think there's no doubt that he's... Uh, well, he's growing up, isn't he? He's yeah, getting he's, older. He's, he's, a, he's front, a rocker now. Yeah, I know, but uh, the, 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 the annoying part of this, if there is an annoying part of this, if you care to care it's enough... It's all annoying. Well, is that uh, I guess a couple weeks ago, there was a lot of stuff put out there, probably by his publicist, yeah. that, you know, he's walking with Jesus again, mm. and he's really Clearly. strongly with Jesus, and he's been out doing these things saying that I want to be a changed person. So that's kind of the story here, that while in the midst of that whole thing that he gets his PR people, because look, it's PR people putting that out right. there. No story. No story. <laughs> You're right. No story. Over. What is he, 23 years old? He's smoking weed and drinking Hennessy. No story. I'm, he's, I'm in the wrong 21. segment. He's 21. No, it isn't a story, and there's no reason it should be published. Uh, but uh, I don't, just doing that in the first place, annoys me because I feel like it's a show I guess it is a show so maybe that's part of his show but is it look at me look how cool I am when you do something like that when you're 21 years old and you're Justin Bieber yeah or is it just because you want to get high and drunk on stage uh, he's like the male equivalent of Miley now right I mean Miley thinks it's like really cool we don't have to hear we don't have to hear Justin no, Bieber no we do I'm <laughs> I'm 51 years old, and I've lived up to this point not being able to identify one single Justin now, Bieber song. I've that, never heard a Bieber song. Hearing that, I'm thinking about Greg, Greg walking around New York City. Mm -hmm. And you're understanding why yeah. he's a babe plus uh, magnet. It's, Greg's walk is just like this song. I saw. A, I have to read this quote that I just I saw earlier today. Actually, he was talking about his newfound Christianity. Yes. Um, he said, "You don't need to go to church to be a Christian. If you go to Taco Bell, that doesn't make you a taco." Ha <laughs> <laughs>
No story. I don't, I don't get it. Well, hey, you know what? His stuff has always been a little bit above my head, uh, but I'm assuming, <laughs> I'm assuming that I'm just not smart enough to understand. Hey, look, can you say he's wrong? If you go to Taco Bell, are you a taco? Uh, you know, the, I hope kid, not. the kid may be on to something. <laughs> he's a very, very deep thinker, this Justin Bieber. So uh, yeah, Greg oh doesn't gosh. like it because it's he he just doesn't like the the public display of look at me I'm a bad boy right. I I I'm assuming that's what he's doing uh, on stage, but people probably eating it up. They're going wild for it. Yeah, well, look, you know, people get down on on Justin Bieber for being a jerk. When in the station that I used to work at, the the eight the. Uh, 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 CHR station, the pop station down the hall. I Justin Bieber was walking around there when he was 15 years old. He was a very nice kid. So he went on to become a jerk. But uh, let me ask any male that's listening to me right now, if you were 16 years old and girls all over the world were throwing themselves at you, you know that I'm right when I say it would be impossible not to turn into a jerk. Mm-hmm. When you're 16 years old, you're quite likely a jerk without all of that <laughs> but when women start just throwing themselves at you at 16 it's very difficult not to be a jerk i give him a little bit of a pass let's see what he's acting like when he's 30 i'm sure he'll be embarrassed about all of this all right we're going to take a break when we get back we'll try to squeeze in another story from studio b1 and uh, we got the best goodbyes in the business says reader's digest <laughs> don't miss it Welcome back. WSB's Kirk Mellish predicting a high around 68. Unfortunately, that's just a paltry four on the Mellish meter. This weather report brought to you by Shoemate Air Conditioning and Heating. And here's a little special event for you. WSB's 9 a.m. host Herman Kane will be in Suwanee at Town Center Park Wednesday evening at 6 for a free event. It's free and you get to see Herman. Open for all ages. Bring your lawn chairs and be part of the live audience for a taping of WSB's Herman Kane Show. That's Wednesday evening. It's free. It's at Suwanee's Town Center Park. And English Nick, I believe we have a prize pack for these good listeners. A winner's price by Carrot. Yeah, four passes to an advanced screening of Universal Pictures' new film, Steve Jobs, starring Michael Fassbender and Kate Winslet on Monday, October 12th at Regal Atlantic Station, plus a $100 gift card to Marlowe's Tavern for the annual Ribs and Whiskey celebration through October 19th. <laughs> Caller 10 on the prize line, 404-741-0750. You get it all. Let's see if we can squeeze in one more story from Studio B1. Greg. Uh, the age kids lie the most, according to science. Oh, well. Adolescents. Surprise. You mean teens? <laughs> yeah, teen adolescents into teens. Those are, I mean, as they get older. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, I don't even need a survey. The teens lie the most. I lied the most when I was a teen. Einstein lied the most when he was a teen. Everyone lied the most when they were a teen. Jay Patrick Best, you lied the most when? Uh, when I was a teen. English Nick. No story. Uh, Jared Yamamoto. <laughs> no comment. Is still a teenager, still lying to this yeah. day. Autumn Fisher, you lied the most. I know when you were a teen. Honestly, I, I really lied more when I was a little kid. Oh, really? What does it say yeah. in this survey, Greg, about uh, little kids? Do they lie a lot? I don't think they have the concept of lying down until I don't know what age it comes into play, probably four. But then between six and eight, they're pretty honest. 
Then after eight, it starts to go downhill. Yeah, I would I, like to say, yes. you didn't ask me just quickly. I, I lied to someone the other day. I didn't want to hang out with a person. So I was like, oh, I'm out of town for work. And I lied for, for a full week. Oh, how's, how's the trip going? Oh, it's good. It's good it's like an ongoing lie because they kept checking in with you to see how the trip was. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have to send fake pictures of a fake place? <laughs> I heard the weather's horrible there. Oh, oh my yeah. God. It's yeah, we're, we're, so we're, bad. we're hunkering down. Can I tell you something about lying? I lied a lot until I was about 19 years old, and one day I literally did this. I looked in the mirror, and I realized how hard it is to keep on. Like you got to remember, I, what did I tell this person and that person? And I just said to myself, whatever you uh, did, you did it wrong. Admit it immediately. Take the pain, and then be able to move on. And basically, I don't lie unless I'm trying to make people feel good. Uh, since then, so uh, kids don't lie. But if you're a teenager, you've got an excuse. Everyone else is doing the lying. All right, we're just about to uh, bring this to an end, I believe. Uh, uh, if you want more of me, and who wouldn't, ericvonline.com, E-R-I-C-V-O-N-L-I-N-E.com. We do a couple podcasts a week. This show becomes a podcast about 24 hours after we do it. And we do another podcast called Doctrine After Show right after this show. That's why it's called Doctrine After Show. That was this episode of the Von Hessler Doctrine. We'll chat with you again next week. Have a great Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.